Thanks for tuning in to another edition of the Precision Farming Dealer Podcast. My name is Noah Newman, and today we have a special What Farmers Want From You edition of the podcast. Keith Winty will join us for his take on precision technology and the improvements dealerships can make when selling it. Now, Keith manages data and analysis for his family's 7,000-acre Illinois operation from an office more than 200 miles away. He had an impressive 37-year career as an engineer for International Harvester and CNH, so Keith knows what he's talking about. Listen in as Winty talks about the cutting-edge technology making a difference on his farm, the keys to successful data management, biggest challenges faced when adopting new technology, how dealerships can improve, and more. So let's jump right into the conversation. Here's Keith. Hello, my name is Keith Wente. I'm currently a member of the Wente Farms operation. I live in the southwest suburbs of Chicago, but my main role is to gather and analyze data for our farm operation, which is located in southern Illinois. It's a 7,000-acre operation, and we quite regularly do uh, plot work on a regular basis. So I have plenty of work to do when it comes time to analyzing yield data on our plots. And um, that's my main focus for the company or for the uh, operation. Well, Keith, our first question for you is what cutting-edge farm equipment technology would you say is giving you the most advantage right now? Currently, we're um, looking at... um, purchasing a drone in order to apply fungicide and herbicide. This is really important for our wheat crop when we're trying to apply fungicide in the early spring. Quite often it's wet and we don't have the ability to get in there with a sprayer. The only other alternative is to use a plane or a helicopter. So using a train, a drone will give us the advantage of being able to go in whenever we want to on a timely basis. Yeah, we heard a lot of talk about uh, drones at the Precision Farming Dealer Summit. Now, have you have you used drones before, or will this be the, your first time using them? Yeah, we did actually use it a little bit last year to apply fungicide, and it was very successful. And I forgot to mention, it also gives us the ability to put in our own check plots so uh, we can uh, evaluate how well the fungicide or insecticide is doing on our crops. It also gives us an opportunity to um, spread cover crop seed if we decide to do that in standing crops. So that gives us an advantage over trying to establish a cover crop after the um, crop has been harvested. So we're looking forward to trying some of that as well. Now, on top of that, are there any other changes or upgrades you're looking to make to your precision equipment this year? The main thing I think that we're going to do is um, in the past we've used RTK correction signal in order to get good elevation maps on our farm. Uh, We rely on surface drainage in order to um, get rid of the excess water that falls on our fields. We have a clay pan layer on our farm, and so tiling really doesn't work. So this is our only means for getting rid of the excess water. And in order to lay out these surface ditches, it's critical to have very good and accurate elevation maps. Since some of our farms are located uh, far away from the farmstead, the correction signal only um, is accurate up to eight miles away. So uh, we're now going to be using DigiFarm for our correction signal, and that enables us to get accurate maps on the fields that are located a long distance from our farm. What 
would you say is one kind of uh, technological improvement you're hoping to see in, in the next few years when it comes to precision technology, whether it's uh, maybe more precise ways to measure soil health, variable rate applications, automation, anything come to mind? Yeah, I think a uniform method for measuring soil health would uh, be an excellent uh, start as far as uh, evaluating some of the practices that we're doing and then uh, tracking that over time to see if we're improving soil health. Also, I would like to see um, more work on on on-the-go soil testing so we don't have to gather samples and send them into the lab. Um, Same thing for tissue sampling. It'd be nice to be able to uh, find out what the crop needs during the growing season and be able to react to it in a very timely manner. Now, when talking about some of the pain points of precision technology, and, and this could be for you or maybe some other farmers who you've talked to, but what would you say are some of the biggest challenges people face when, when it comes to adopting new technologies on their farm? For me, um, since I do the analysis for the data, um, I have to gather all this data, import it into our GIS database software, and there are so many different formats out there that it's hard to keep track of which machine uses which format and then also being able to import that data. And then after I've evaluated it and made prescription maps, you have to export it to load it onto the machine to do variable rate whatever. And having to having a different format for every machine, it just gets sort of cumbersome. So what I'd like to see is for this uh, ISO 11783 standard to be adopted by all the manufacturers so that there's just one uh, format that uh, we're able to um, use in order to do the import and exports. Yeah, I remember watching your presentation. You listed all the different data files that you have to use. It kind of, you know, it makes your head want to explode, all the different formats that you have coming in. It really does, yes. And when it comes to data management, um, obviously you have your handle on it pretty well, but do you think there are a lot of farmers out there who get the data and they, they just don't know what to do with it? And do you see value in maybe dealerships having a data guy that could just be there to help people with their data? I think that would really be a, a good start. Farmers are sometimes unwilling to share their data, so they might be a little bit afraid to hand over their data to someone like that. However, if they don't have the background and they don't have the time to do it, I think that would be a good you know, a good way of analyzing their data and actually using the data in order to make changes for their farm to make them more efficient in the future. Obviously, autonomy is a hot topic right now, so I just kind of want to get your take on that. Do you see it having a place in in your operation the next five to ten years or so? I'm not sure we'll be um, using it in the next five or ten years, but maybe after that. We just have a lot of um, problems with our fields. They're fairly small, they're irregularly shaped, and we have a lot of hazards that can occur, such as... um, Sometimes we get washouts along creeks and trees falling down along the creeks and things like that. So I'm not sure how autonomy would be able to handle some of that. If we have to go out there and uh, start the machine up and correct the correct the situation, it's just going to make us more inefficient. Having said that, I think some of the lower skilled jobs, such as you know retrieving hay bales, straw bales, uh, doing some surface ditching that we have to do with our ditcher. Um, running the grain cart around to um, bring grain off of the combines. I think those would certainly be operations that might be advantageous to have uh, total autonomy, and we might use start using that sooner than I think. 
yeah, it just seems like there's there's so many new products every every day. Something something new comes out. It's just how how do you differentiate between uh, what a new product, one that might be useful for your operation, or, or one that you just kind of don't pay attention to? Do you have anything specifically you look for when you're evaluating new products? The main thing is is um, if it re- re- returns a uh, return on investment and uh, makes us more efficient. So. Um, when I'm doing my analysis, that's the return on investment is the only thing I look at. I look at, you know, increase in yield and how much extra yield we have and then how much the new product costs. And if it provides a return on investment and the results are statistically significant and we can consistently get that after two or three years, we will adopt that practice and um, we'll never look back. Gotcha. Well, we have a lot of people from dealerships that listen to the podcast. They like to get insight from farmers uh, like you. So off the top of your head, what do you think something precision dealerships can improve on or something that maybe you're looking for out there that they could do better at? Okay. I, I think the number one item on the list is improved customer support, especially when it has to do with um, electronics and the precision farming um, hardware and software that farmers have to use in order to uh, put their crop in or harvest their crop. I think quite often a uh, farmer gets out in the field, he's ready to go, he, he, he's been trained, he knows how to do it, but then something something goes wrong and he's not able to get the planter going, for example. So I think if um, dealerships and other companies that supply precision products were better trained and then offered support on a 24-hour basis, I think that would be the most useful thing that they could do in order to support the producer. Definitely some good insight there. I wanted to ask you, what what are the precision adoption rates like amongst other farmers in your region? Do you see more people embracing it? Um, It depends on what you're talking about. If you're talking about um, auto guidance and point row shutoff for sprayers and planters, that has been a very quick adoption rate. But some of the other things like uh, variable rate uh, planting, population, and fertilizer, uh, it's been a little bit slower. And probably part of that is just because it takes a little bit more effort and time in order to uh, create these maps. But um, like I said, auto guidance is a, is a no-brainer. That's really come on strong, and just about everyone that I know in our area has that ability to do that. So um, it's really made farming a lot easier. There you go. Well, it was great meeting you, Keith, at the Precision Farming Dealers Summit and the, and the National No-Till Conference. Uh, when, when you think about that experience, just anything jump out? Any big takeaways from the conference? There was really a lot of thought-provoking um, speakers this year and got me to thinking, you know, I thought we were doing a good job of making the farm more efficient and getting maximum amount of profit and things like that. But then some of the speakers were pointing out things, okay, about regenerative uh, farming and being able to carry it on to the next uh, generation. And it really got me thinking of things that we could do to perhaps um, make that happen. And a lot of it boils down to soil health and, um, you know, taking care of the land. And that got me thinking a lot more than what I'm used to. So um, just just made me think a lot. So I think it's that was, that part was very valuable. All right, that'll wrap things up for this week's edition of the Precision Farming Dealer Podcast. Big thanks to Keith Winty for joining us, not only for this conversation, but also all of his hard work at the Precision Farming Dealer Summit 
and the National No Tillage Conference in St. Louis. Really enjoyed having him there with us last week. Thanks for joining us this week. Until next time, for all things precision farming, head to precisionfarmingdealer.com.